There's a lot of voices out there talking about prepping and stocking up and it can be overwhelming. So we're gonna talk about starting small and starting now. Hey y'all, how you doing? It's Josh and Amy with Heartway Farms. We wanna say thank you for joining us. First of all, we're doing a let's talk about it here today. And uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We've got a lot of content coming. It is springtime, so there are things going on. There's so much going on. <clears throat> and finally, I don't think this week, but next week, we finally get some 70 degrees. Yeah. I don't know where you guys are from. I, we love hearing where you are from. So if you have not told us before, leave it in the comments below. Tell us where you're, where you're watching from, where you're part of the family from. We love seeing it. And the kids love looking up on Google Maps yes. where everybody lives, yeah. you know. And the state and the city. They That's, really do. Yeah. They just love it. And so, or country. Yeah, yeah, we're so happy you're here with us and a part of the family. But yes, we, next week we finally are hitting some 70 degree weather uh, and, you know, the seeds starts are coming up chicks are hatching you guys can't hear them or yeah. see them but right behind you i have a bin full of chicks so there's lots of stuff happening on the yes. farm we have our meat birds uh our meat birds we're actually getting chicks uh and going to start our own meat bird production uh we'll get we'll do a whole video on that right. anyway i want to show that they come in at the end of the week so lots of good stuff coming in so uh, i think coming up. i think annie's alluding to something right now that we can jump into is that we have a homestead we have six kids and we're busy. Yeah. And I like to say is I like to be productive and not busy. Right. And it can seem overwhelming with all of the stuff that's going on with prepping and stockpiling and food shortages and you, there the are, disasters of life taking place right now. I know, there's so many videos out there. There's all these conversations going on and right. it's, to, it's nice to be able to kind of come back to reality sometimes right. and talk about just real life stuff and real life perspective. And, and to be fair, and to be fair though, we, we have talked about these things, but our heart's desire, even with people who come onto the property here with us, is that, that, there's, a, that there's a sliver of, of peace, there's a sliver of hope, that there is a, there's some intentionality to doing these things in spite of everything that's going on. Yeah. Like this is something that we've been doing for years now. It's something that we've desired to do for many years. It's something that we've prepared to do from just studying research for a long time. So this isn't something new to us, uh, no. but, but we do think that it's worth spending some time to just talk about um, how to get into some of the, just the simpler ways of doing life. Yeah. And that doesn't Back mean the, the easier way of doing life. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It is, it is but it isn't. Right. And we're, we're going to talk about that. And so today is a bit of a... Uh, mashup of topics. We are talking about how to get started in a simple way right. with being with your Josh's favorite word is resilience, right? Mm -hmm. So um, how to become more resilient and the basic steps on how to kind of wrap your mind around it and not be overwhelmed. If you right. guys have been following us at all, that is like a theme of our videos. Please go back and watch uh, our videos when we're talking about stocking up and prepper right. pantry stuff and all of this stuff because really behind it all you'll hear the heart of hopefully organization peace and changing your mindset kind of on how you look at things so For sure. we're going to talk about that but we also want to talk about kind of this idea of simplifying and mm -hmm. taking things back to the basics old-fashioned ways the way that you know our grandparents and great-grandparents used to do things well and they were resilient ways they like they didn't have power 
And they I were know. able to keep food. I know. And they didn't have refrigeration, and they still got to eat. Yeah. So like the, it as, as much as we joke about things. it, yeah. is it was a it, there was a there was a resiliency mm -hmm. to the way that they lived. They didn't. Um, these things are very convenient for us. Yeah. Um, but they also have a sustainability in the way that they're doing these things. But the modern things that we have working for us can also be some of the biggest hindrances too, in True. my opinion. True. And I think there's a balance to it. Mm -hmm. So going back to a more simple way of life, turning off the noise. Mm -hmm. I know we're, we're encouraging you guys to watch our videos and we appreciate that. But <laughs> at the same time, turn off the excess noise right. from, from the garbage out in the world and putting down the phones and putting down the computers. We understand there's times and places for all of those things, yeah. but bringing it under control and turning those things off and just going outside, yeah. you know, with your family, your husband, then, your wife, you know, your kids. Yeah. And I think using those things for the right purposes yes. too. Like, um, I've talked about this many times, is there's a difference between being busy and being productive. And I'll, we will, I will probably say this multiple times in this conversation is that, you can be busy with many things, but you can be very unproductive, yeah. or you can be a little more focused, a little more organized, and become productive in these things. I just had a conversation with a good friend of ours uh, until later into the evening uh, last night, and it kind of goes into what we were saying. Is like, you know, well, I don't want to look back six years from now and say, I wish I would have started six years ago. Like, what can I do to start now where I'm at? with an eighth of an acre, mm -hmm. with a quarter of an acre, with one acre, we have 14 acres and then within we- a, With an apartment, like right. we'll get, we'll get right. to this. But, but we also look at like, I also look at like, I would like, we would like to have more land at some point in yeah. time. So even the There's person, always, yeah, the person know, who's got goes. one acre is, is always looking at the person with five acres right. and, and so on and so forth. Right, but you don't, it doesn't have to be that way. I think it's always good to set goals and our vision for Heartway Farms goes beyond just our little family. We're hoping to create something yeah. generational, but also something that is is valuable in the community. We're yes. looking to be uh, something that, you know, we've ta we've talked Positive about not just impact. being a consumer, yeah. but being something that can give back and provide for the community. Right. And that's what we want to do. So that's why it depends what your vision is for your family or for, sure. for your business, if you're starting a homestead business or whatever. So, you know, that's why you have to put that all in perspective. But yeah. it, it all can be very overwhelming. Right. Um, so let's, we're going to talk about first mm -hmm. how to kind of start s simple but start now right. and don't just say, well, what if, and don't, and don't get consumed by watching YouTube videos on, you know, doomsday. Like right. we have to take, I've shared this before. And if you haven't seen it, you know, go check out the videos, but that the best way that I can, uh, kind of overcome doubts and questions and fears and concerns is putting it on paper, coming up with a plan and executing that plan. Right. Um, so when we're talking about starting simply, let's just bring it back to the basics. Sure. Number one, let's talk about starting a garden. Okay. We, and it, there is skill involved oh my goodness. in gardening. Yeah. And this is a so skill. So it just took water and seeds in the ground and everything grows great. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah. The weeds grow great. The weeds grow great. The weeds will great. wait. <laughs> so gardening is hard. And actually I would say for me personally, mm -hmm. uh, Julianne has my, my eldest daughter, Julianne, who you will see doing so much work around here. She has a, like a, 
uh, she's bent that way. Right. She, but it's funny because we can work together well because she would be like, take all, like a handful, of, like all the seeds and just let them grow. <laughs> you know, she doesn't care right. about organization really in this sense. And uh, she likes order, but anyway. So it's funny because you can work together. But right. Julianne is a wonderful asset to have around here. And she's definitely has, is, has giftings in the area of gardening. Right. And she's just consuming knowledge all the time from these different books and stuff right. like that. And different channels that she likes to yeah. watch. Um, but I do better with the animals. Uh, I would prefer... And I don't know why. And it's good, I guess, that we all have different things. But right. so that is not my my bend. So I have to work really hard when it comes to um, having a successful garden. Right. But in order, what we're talking about is starting simple. Right. And so we've had we get so many questions about this. Yes. Like, what do I do if I live in an apartment? What do I do if I don't have a lot of land? Yeah. And. Um, you just start with what you have. So you can grow... Microgreens yeah. in apartments, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You can do microgreens. You can have a small... Uh, if you have not seen our video about our, our kitchen garden, yeah. that's... What's the square footage on that? It's like five by ten. ten. Okay, so two squares, you know, yeah. where you can live in a neighborhood... And, rectangles, we, but that's okay. Rectangles. <laughs> Our previous house, and this was, we uh, we lived in a neighborhood. It right. was an oversized lot, but Josh took ownership of that lot and turned everything. I was only allowed to plant edible things. That's what Josh's rule was. I have since kind of like uh, twisted him a little bit that I'm like, okay, rose bushes are edible. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but at our other house. We were trying to maximize our space We there. had kind yeah. of given up on the idea of being able to find land. Isn't that how it is, you know? Right. And uh, so we're like, okay, we're going to start where we are. Grow where you're planted, right? right? As a person. And so we started growing and we had peach trees and, and uh, blueberry rose and raspberry rose and uh, a good garden, all yeah. the things. Container garden. Container gardens, yep. grapes that were going over the trellises and everything yeah. did amazing. And it was just, it was it was really encouraging. And we had like 21 chickens then, I think so. Yeah, yeah. we started yeah. with chickens too, yeah. so we'll get to that in a second yeah. too. So just kind of think outside of the box. You don't have to go from living in an apartment um, to living on 14 acres. Yeah. You can start where you are and start learning those skills now. For sure. Um, and build upon those. So mm -hmm. like Josh said, micro discover things that will grow well in your small space or that will grow right outside your door. Make it easy, as easy as you can. Gardening is hard enough right. that you just need to simplify it. So pick a small space and look into high density planting right. or square foot gardening. I know yep. it's called different things. Yeah. And just be successful with that. And Start small. This is my biggest yeah. piece of advice. And I, I don't remember who I read it from, but it was a long time ago. So we plant lots of different varieties of things because we also offer some of our plants for sale. Mm -hmm. But when you're, if you are just starting, pick one variety of tomatoes that you know you like. Right. Pick one variety of cucumbers that you know you like, you right. know, pick one variety. Yeah. And it's great, actually, if you go on to, I believe it's, mm, I know Baker's Creek and and Johnny, Johnny Seeds. Seed. One of these books or websites, I can't yeah. remember, tells you exactly what is like the easiest to grow. 
like easy to grow get that <laughs> get that variety yeah. like don't worry don't be suckered in by all the pretty pictures on websites yeah. and and beautiful instagram photos just be practical just when you're starting out just be practical and start yeah. with the simple things pick one variety of the things that and i mean you can grow a lot of that if you want you know like what cans well yeah. we'll grow those tomatoes you know i think the idea though is just get the ball rolling yeah and get going with something and yes. don't get overwhelmed by doing a lot of them, everything everything just yeah. start small start start today and start small yes. is the idea behind that right yes and so we talked about gardening so next we'll talk about livestock but i'm just including that in sure. you know let's say you're buying a homestead tomorrow right don't get a dairy cow tomorrow yeah no don't do it bad idea go to your homestead and be hang, on it for a year yeah be on it for Two some years, time yeah. if you can and observe what's going on um and if you can't if you if you aren't in that place in your life where you can have property but you can have six chickens have six chickens yeah. they really are amazing and then so that's where i'm saying to start small yeah. is to we start had, with chickens so we had two houses that we did our our major growing and gardening and homesteading like preparatory phase in right in neighborhoods yeah so we all of them we started off with and as much as we loved them or hated them is we did meat rabbits in like a 12 by 12 shed yep um, it wasn't ideal, but we learned uh, processes. We learned the animal husbandry yeah. of, of the rabbits. And that was actually before we had chickens. So we had at one of our houses prior to, we had moved a few times. And then we had a, a garden that was decent there. Actually, yeah. that was probably one of your best tomato years. That um, was. And then we had these rabbits. And we had these is like 12 by 12 shed. It was uh, a horseshoe setup that we walked into. And we had some rabbits in some cages in there. So we learned about having rabbits and processing our own rabbits and, and the benefits that they could provide us. So we started small, but we started where we were at. That was like an eighth of an acre. Um, it was small. Yeah. And so we did our gardening too. <laughs> and we started off with livestock, right? So you had, we had rabbits and then we moved again onto this other property that we kind of thought was going to be more of a longer term yeah. housing situation. Yep. Um, and we had kind of just made a declaration that we were going to start where we're at yep. and we we're going to make it happen there. And we got some chickens. Yes. So we've had some gardening experience and we had some livestock experience, but we'd never been farmers. We had never no, lived get, on a farm. We get this question yeah. all the time. Yeah. Actually, everyone who, I mean, a lot of people, lot of yeah. people who come yeah. onto the property ask yeah. if we grew up homesteading yeah, or farming, in the farming world right. uh, which actually around here where we are if someone if you're a farmer usually it's row cropping. corn yeah. yeah it's corn and soybeans or right. it's uh it's beef steer it'd be cattle for you know for meat production yeah, yeah. so yeah. there there are that's what is around here right. i mean we're not really in a lot of there's little csas and different little things anyway but yeah. that's the main stuff so no we did not grow up with any knowledge in this no. whatsoever no. and uh so i mean we were kind of starting from scratch yeah i think i grew up in the third largest city in illinois so i mean that's i grew I up in the third smallest city in illinois. <laughs> no i don't know if that's true <laughs> but the point of it we didn't grow up i i grew grew up in a city yeah like you know we didn't yeah. grow up in the country per se yeah so you just but there's so many this is where technology does come mm -hmm. in handy ish is you can like you on youtube you can find out the best variety of tomatoes to grow or you can find out 
gardening 101 and people yeah. break there's so many amazing people that are willing to get on and just share how to do these skills mm -hmm. and start from scratch and teach you how to do that so it's wonderful because it's not even like you have to know people personally anymore to learn these skills right. i mean it helps you know josh's grandpa's like a pro gardener so it's helped it's helped to ask Square him gardening yep, yep. He did, to ask him questions over the years but that's we just started where we were mm -hmm. and we were content with that and of course you know when you're not looking that's when the property comes along and then right. um you know sometime we'll have to give you guys a full history of just the whole story of it all but that's not what today's about but so real quick give us ideas of what you've started with if you started something this year yes some yeah what have you started small right. this year even if you're in an apartment and, and i want to know how many people are watching that literally have started something for the first time this year or maybe even last year like so you're brand new at doing this what have you started and how is it going for you you yeah. know give us a little feedback on that it's, yeah. it's these are interesting things that to me because yeah. we all started somewhere yeah and so you know we talked about gardening we talked about livestock and really chickens are the way to start to the my, gateway drug in my mind yeah <laughs> isn't that true kind of like one yeah, yeah. chicken math yeah. you start with six and then suddenly you have 500 yeah. so that happens so but there's just something about it because even if i mean if you've never gotten an incubator and hatched out eggs like try it yeah see what it's like learn the tips and the tricks learn what incubators work and which ones aren't working that great right. learn you know these are things that are I, I feel like they're things we take for granted because we just let everyone else do all the work right and then but the reward it's kind of like homeschooling your kids i i'll share this i don't know if I mean, I don't know who all homeschools out there, but there's right. something about when you, there's a heavy weight that you carry as right. a homeschool parent, but at the same time, as you see the progress, even if it's a little progress here and there, you know, I'm almost graduating, Julianne is almost gonna graduate and Marie's right behind her. Right. And it's suddenly like, the greatest reward also because you're like like we did like we did that yeah. you know like yeah. successfully and it and it's going well it's kind of right. it's the same exact thing with livestock or with gardening or homesteading or whatever yeah you when you see the reward of like all oh, the chicks are hatching and right. we have a bin full of chicks or uh you know we're eating dinner out of our garden tonight yeah. you know fill in the blank it suddenly feels very rewarding mm -hmm. and wonderful so just begin if you it's if you absolutely cannot have livestock this is where you start making those connections yes. start meeting people that are around you i've actually seen comments of you that from you guys where you are making that effort and i think mm -hmm. that is amazing find the people find your people you know if you can't do it yourself if you because of health or location find your people right. and, uh, and there might be people in your area that like Maybe you're not their like their best friend every day, but you're at least you see what they're doing and how we have so many people that stop by there by here and they've never seen a chicken tractor or rotational grazing. Um, and but they're it's they're getting ideas from coming out and seeing different animals that are moving around the property. And today I just had a gentleman stop here and he's like, Man, I'm on a farm with all these animals and it doesn't smell like a farm. I'm like, well, it's because we rotationally graze and they're not in their own manure all the time. So yeah. it's amazing at all the little things that we now take for granted because we just are doing it. Every once in a while it smells. Let's just keep it real. It does though, because, because animals are still winter animals. time and yes. spring I'm in Illinois. But, but <laughs> as, a, as, as a general process though, we, we have a lot of carbon with the wood yes. chips and the, yeah. and the manure doesn't smell super strong. Yeah, definitely. So the point of it is, is people are coming 
on site and they're experiencing a farm in a different aspect yep. than they would have before because they're making the effort to meet their people, yep. right? And we happen to be their people sometimes. Yeah, so, and that's okay. And right. I'm, I'm happy to be their people. Yeah. And I know if we don't offer something here, I'm, You've got I, people. I've got people <laughs> that I can call and right. say, hey, go call this person because they have raw milk now. We refer people out to other people all I the time. I have no issue with that whatsoever. We're all I, about connecting people to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we are. So like you, just like I have to find my people, you guys have to do that too. And I'm happy to be your people. Like, so, there so they're, they're full circle. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone followed that, but we'll just go with it. Okay. We've talked about gardening. We've talked about livestock, even if it's starting small or finding your people. Yes. And we're going to talk thirdly about kind of bringing back old fashioned. Okay. So old fashioned tends to have, uh, I don't know, a negative connotation. I think that's a compliment. Right. Like I'm cool with old fashioned. Right. Um, I am, I am totally I'm all about it. resiliency. I know. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, we're talking about, um, bringing back those way, the ways, you know, that have been lost. Right. So many skills have just been completely lost. Right. And we've shared about this in the past, but uh, talking about it again today, because it's so important. Right. If you have no idea what you're doing, if you get, you know, if you get put through a little bit of fire, you know, then you're going to crumble and you're going to really struggle through that. But if right. you begin when it's not crazy and it's not, you know, things aren't hectic, and you begin learning some skills. And I'm talking about simple, basic things like just learning how to cook at home, maybe. Right. And learning how to take, if you are starting that little garden, how do you use that and turn it into meals for your family or in uh, you know, canned goods or frozen things that you can put in mm -hmm. your stockpile for the winter? But then there's like, like you said, there's canning, there's dehydrating, there's um, just general like like you said, cooking from those right. products, the raw products that you have. Um, so it's the old fashioned ways, the, the water glassing thing that we yeah. did. Yes. Um, you know, how to preserve food in different ways that we've kind of just totally forgotten about right. because there's there's been no quote unquote need for it. Well, all of a sudden when you go without power because of a storm, yeah. not, not because of any doomsday scenario, but just because of the way the life is, right? Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting when you, when I there are some things that we've done that we've kind of gotten back into or that we've dove into that I didn't know existed that yeah. you could do certain things like like with that uh, using mineral oil on eggs to seal them off and preserve them. I yeah. hadn't really known about that until we started doing some research on that. Right, and we had a customer actually come and tell tell us that's what he was doing, and it was just yes. interesting. So yeah. you learn talking to people too. And, uh, you know, and I just love hearing the stories of like my grandma talks about going out and her mom would send her out to the chickens and she would go grab a chicken, wring the neck and take it in for dinner. Yeah. And it's just, I, I know that's also a little tough for some people, but right. that is real life. And it's good to know where it's good for kids to know where food comes from. Yeah. It's good to know some of these skills, getting your hands on maybe some old books or sitting down with your, if your, you know, grandparents are still alive yeah. and asking them questions. I know it's one of my, it's one of my favorite things when grandpa, Josh's grandpa is 94 yeah. and talking to him about the great depression yeah. and you know, what life was like. And it's pretty sobering. So yeah, grandpa's 94 years old and he talks about how in Aurora, they had 
carts, you know, horse-drawn carts that have blocks of ice on them for the for the ice box for the refrigeration system. So, within the last hundred years, so many of these things of the old ways Are just have just gone. Gone. Like, um, you know, we're using root cellars, um, all these different things, you know, and like I said, some of them are, it, it's kind of an oxymoron is it, it doesn't seem like a simpler way of doing thing because there's a, there's a lot of work involved with yeah. it. You might be working harder, right. <laughs> but it does, it goes back to what I was just talking about with homeschooling, right? right. Like, so like you, there's a reward, there's a reward, there's a reward and you know, the quality and you know, like I, you know, we're to the point in our nation and in the world where you can't even trust labels, right. you know, and you don't really know. I mean, you have to dig and dig and dig to find out if these companies are really telling you the truth or they're just trying right. to scam you and, right. and claiming these things. I mean, even just the terms uh, cage-free eggs, like, have you ever looked into that? Like, it's not real, right. you know, pasture-raised stuff. They just can put these labels on stuff and work the right. system, and these animals have terrible lives. So it's just... It's a, it's a shame, right. <laughs> but right. but it happens. So where to be able to know where your food is coming from, to yeah. be able to understand what to do with it right. when you have it, you know, yeah. it's just- What do just, I do with this? Yeah. What do I do with this now? Right. And um, some of these, going back to grandpa, this is a whole, could be a whole separate video or talking point, but right. like hearing what he had to say about living during the depression, it really, truly, I said it once, but it's sobering. Yeah. And I mean, trading, they had to trade their radio for food. For a basket of food. They yeah. had, I don't know, remember who he said came to the door, but. It was just the people who passed out the, like, yeah. they got their food issued to them. They didn't get to go and pick their food no. like they do nowadays. No. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for the avenues that we have to take care of people. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting when you look at it from a whole different perspective. Yeah. So. The ways of the old, the old-fashioned ways of doing things. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of work in, involved with it, but yeah. there's a lot of reward. Is what is yeah. what the point is. So, last but not least, let's talk about changing your mindset. Um, I think a lot of people get into move on to a homestead or a property. I'm, I know we're talking to two different types of people. Some people apartments, some people homesteads, some people neighborhoods. That's okay. This pertains to all of you. Right. But let's say you, you're moving onto a homestead and you get all the stuff. You get the chickens, you get the ducks, you get the sheep or the cows, the dairy cows are over right. there. But nothing from your previous life changes. Right. You still have this activity to go to and that activity to go to and here, this here we go we're really busy again we're but so busy we productive? we're so busy and now <laughs> we added a whole nother full-time job on top of being busy and something that we have been we have worked on really hard over the last 10 years i would say sure. specifically yeah. is saying no to busy and saying yes to productive. Right. And um, that was hard for us at first. At first, you know, you're kind of undoing all of those extracurricular activities, whether it's, I mean, think of it. If I have six kids and they're all doing extracurricular, extracurricular activities, yeah. you guys yeah. can put in whatever you want. Right. Um, we will never be home. We right. will never see each other. We will never have a family meal around the table, right. which we have pretty much every night, right. except for very random occasions. Right. Um, and even then, we're probably doing something together. Together, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I was just, <laughs> I was just talking to Levi, our editor, this morning, and 
and saying how strange it was, you know, to send off the big girls to go work because they were they were playing Heartway Harp and Strings. Right. And it's because we are such, we have the blessing and the huge opportunity to be such a family unit where we spend time together. Right. And I think with all of these things, when you're when you're considering um, resiliency, right. <laughs> that or being resilient, which again, Josh is just thrilled that I keep on using his yeah, word. One more time, resiliency. <laughs> He's so resilient that it's having a strong family unit yeah. where you are not stretched like from here to here, right. never seeing each other, never working together, never communicating with each other, and feeling that pull and that tug. Right. It's going to destroy all of the things that you are trying to. Right. Uh, I was just talking. Today with the, I'm interrupting you totally. Yeah, at least it's you and but not me. I was just talking, <laughs> but you just stuck, you just like struck a chord because I was just talking with this gentleman that came onto the property today and, and he was just like, oh, this is so great. Your kids are so, you know, this and that. he was praising the kids and, and, and I appreciate that. But the point of it is, is that there is a lot of intentionality that's good, that's gone into that. Yeah. And with all that we're talking about is the changing of our mindset. It, it took time. And it's not for it's not for everybody. We're not saying that our way is the right way, but the the point of it is is that if you don't make choices and you don't say no to some things, everything will break. So you have to make decisions on what's important, where you're going to kind of put those those thought processes and those things down, yeah. and how you're going to move forward with right. them. That's I think that's the point of the the whole conversation with this is yes. that you have to make those decisions. And whether it's, you know, whether it's where you're putting your energy and your effort into in your in this gardening world and the stacking up world and the prepping world right. in your family, these all work together and right. we can't ignore uh one thing and, you know, just assume it's going to be okay. You know, it right. it all it all works together. Right. And so like even if let's say your kids aren't at home, you and your spouse have to, you know, work on these things together, not yeah. just be busy going all different ways or so busy that you know, when it when we had to lay down the dairy cows for a while. Sure. <laughs> if when I say lay down, I had to sell them right. <laughs> um, for a little while because my kids needed me for school. Like right. I had six kids suddenly everybody needed me. And it was well. We didn't suddenly have six kids. It did happen over a course of of years. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Honey. Yes. Well, they were young, and then they all <laughs> and got then they to all school. Grew up. They all grew up. And so they all needed me. the big kids. Yes. Don't really need me, but it really it was the three little ones all at once. There's definitely an intense time. Needed me. Yeah, of so I, teaching them all the basics. But yeah. I could have either. And I did it for a little while. And right. that's why we can share these things is because we have walked through them. We are not perfect. We've made lots of mistakes. Made lots of mistakes. Absolutely. But I don't even call them mistakes. It's just learning. Yeah. It's just every, mis life. every mistake is a learning opportunity, it's, right? It's just learning. So I pushed through for a while where I was up and at it, getting the milking done, getting everything done, handling milk customers, still trying to handle school. And you feel like you're performing at about like, I don't know. 60% on everything, you know, not at your best. Right. Is that a sure. fair way to put yeah. it? And at some point you're stretched too thin, stretched too thin right. and you're, you're pushing yourself and you're not enjoying it anymore, right. which it's still hard work, but it's just, it's different when it's, it's intentional and yeah. when it's in order and when there's peace and everyone's doing it together as a unit. Actually, it's one of my favorite things and my kids would probably laugh at me, but it's one of my favorite things is when all of us yep. go outside and tackle a project together. Like 
better. And actually enjoy it. And it's yeah. not not even enjoy it. It can be hard. It can be hard work. But something about when all There's eight of us are though. out there, because yeah. yeah. even Jesse and Tabitha, everybody right. gets involved and helps. And not only that, but they're learning such. They don't know it yet. The little ones, the big ones do. But the little ones don't even know the skills that they're learning. Oh yeah. And they're just. Learning it. Jesse like, was just out back, out back today helping me do fencing. And yeah. he's like, Dad, I want to go and I'm getting cold now. I'm like, well, you have to just a little bit longer here. Because I actually needed the little needed guy's hands. I needed the little guy's <laughs> hands. I mean, right. um, but he was actually helping. And, and but what value? I mean, right. for him to feel and know that he is valuable to Daddy and that right. his his even if he's seven, right. he can, you know. He can stand on he the other side of the creek it. and pull the wire yeah, like I need to. Yeah, he can have confidence in that. <laughs> yeah. He's got I, purpose in I that. just, I, and once again, I keep referring to this, but I had a long conversation with the guy who showed up at the property today, and he's he's actually been kind of following us for the last, like, five, I think five years okay. since we've moved on here. And the point of it is, though, is he brought up a very personal thing. He, he had a falling out with his daughter, and he said, don't ever have that happen with your kids. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day... You can you can nail homeschooling. You can nail you know homesteading, uh, extracurricular sports, whatever it is. You can nail that. Yeah, you might be the best. But if you lose player. your family in the process, yeah, you've wasted all that time. Yeah. I mean, it's literally for naught. And I, I don't want to sound preachy, but that's where the saying no comes into play. Is right. we've made decisions. They're not perfect, but they're the decisions that we've made. Yeah. And by the Lord's grace. Alone. They've they've turned out <laughs> they've turned out to where thus far yeah. the the children are enjoying what they're doing they're taking uh, pride and ownership in it yeah um, and there's there's a measure of of excellence that they're being trained in yeah and it 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 just makes you focus on the things that are important. Also something that I feel like is very important because I've had this conversation with, you know, beloved friends in my life is remember where you are in your stage of life. And this goes back to everything about this should be simple. You know, there shouldn't be any anxious toil. We've right. talked about this. Right. That's scriptural, you yeah. know. There's no anxious toil. And yep. but it's going you're going to have hard work. There's a difference. Right. But I want to say I I have kids that are 17 and down to seven. Right. I, I don't have, there was a season of my life where I had, you know, four young kids, all young. And I start very small where you are there. <laughs> but I, all I could do was a garden. And even Josh did most of those really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because I was, I was watching babies. Yeah. I was taking care of babies. We were homeschooling. It was, that was my phase of life. So if you're watching this and you're feeling that kind of that, you know, I want to do yeah. it. I want to get started. I want to do all the things. Take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> and I, I can relate because when you're in the world of little kid of you know, all day, every day, all night, every night, little kids, right. you want something to do. Right. <laughs> you want something different than that. And I understand, but if you can take a breath, like Josh said, yeah. reevaluate kind of what, how do I do it simply? How do I start simple? How do I teach my kids with a small little garden? And right. we have success with that small little garden instead of making a 50 by 50 huge garden and struggle to keep up yeah. with it. And real, I'm going to take on this real steps. quick though, because I'm, I'm, a mom can't say this, is value your role, value the time that you're putting into that, that, that child um, or your family, because so much you want, there's a part of you, which is, it's, I acknowledge it, 
there's a part of you that wants to do more, yeah. but the best Always. that you're doing at that time is that investment yes. into our families. And we, once again, I, we will we'll hit this in multiple times throughout our talks with you guys are, you have to value your family first because that's what's going to be there when all of these different things yeah. are either really successful yeah. or a big failure. Yeah. Is your family being there in that together? So don't devalue your current role, your current place and what's currently going on. And don't always, I wish I had, or I wish right. I did, but just start small. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's the what you thing. can do is yeah. you can, if you feel that itch to get a garden going and start putting away food for your family, just learn how to be productive with a small, small thing yeah. and make it, make it big. Yeah. I mean, there are, I love watching the videos of the people who take their neighborhood yards, like yeah. their front yards and totally get rid of all the grass yeah. and turn it into a beautiful garden. I feel like that's how we should all rule because yeah. it was so practical and like, and they're growing so much yeah. in, a, in a smaller space. Exactly. You know? And it's just using you know, it's taking, it's being countercultural, which I'm also very, very <laughs> pro yeah. in because our culture accepts about any garbage that's out there and to stand out and to be different than that and just say, no, I think I'm content being, you know, doing these being other things. Yeah, yeah, being a little different. Yeah. So having your garden and having your chickens and, you know, not doing, not saying yes to everything right. and, and losing that precious family time. Yep. So I know we covered a lot of stuff in this today and it's just, we just appreciate you all so much. And just for us to be able to sit down and share our hearts and our thoughts with you and work on this together. We are always learning new things and trying new things for and sure. trying to implement them here on our homestead. And we know you guys are too. And all of us are in this together. We all know that we want the best, right? The right. best for our family, for our kids, for our our parents and our grandparents, all these things. We're all in this together and we have the same goals and the same dreams. So it's just wonderful to be able to talk with you guys and share with you today what's on our hearts and minds. So we hope you uh, have a blessed day and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.